You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 44 with Aaron Kindle. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys. So I don't know if you've noticed that I like to sprinkle in fitness and health episodes from time to time. And the reason why is because I hear so many moms trying to figure out which eating plan they should do. If it be Whole30, Keto, Macro Counting, Calorie Counting, Low Carb, etc. So when I bring on a guest that they really love a certain way of doing things, I don't want you to feel like that's the only way. The reason why I bring on different people is so that you can listen to their stories and figure out from there what fits your personality the best. Not everyone likes to do the same thing, so I'm just providing you information so you can either give it a go or you can say, you know what, this is not a program I want to do. I do want to say that come January, when everybody's thinking about health and wellness and fitness, I am going to bring on a mom, hopefully every week, and we are going to go over their journey and we're going to talk about each program that they are on. So if you're interested in that, make sure you subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list. That way you will get those episodes in your email and you won't have to try to remember, oh yeah, Amber said in January 2018 that she was going to post these. So you can go ahead and do that at themominspiredshow.com. Anyway, I want to jump into today's episode. I'm super excited to have trainer and owner of Fit Mom Go, Erin Kendall. She shares with us how her health and fitness changed after having kids and how long it took her to get her body back. Also, she shares with us what she thinks is the hardest thing for moms in regards to getting into shape after kids. She also opens up and talks about what she eats, and you may be surprised to hear what she likes to have at the end of the day and why she doesn't track her food anymore. I also have Erin share with us about why we don't have to work out for an hour and a half each time we work out, and you may be surprised with the time that she tells us is good enough. She was also gracious enough to do some workout videos just for the Mom Inspired Show Facebook group. So make sure you check that out. I hope this show leaves you inspired and that you can get into shape after kids and you don't need to spend hours and hours at the gym. Let's go to the show. Erin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. I love to travel. And so I love asking people where their favorite destinations are. So what is your favorite vacation spot that you have gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. Okay, so I would have to say that our most epic travel destination was our honeymoon. We did a week in Paris and we followed that up with a few days in Marseille. It's a, I believe it's the oldest city in France and it's right mm. along the Mediterranean. Nice. So it was super charming. You know, there, everything was super historic and just real, like a, like a really raw city. It was beautiful. Yeah. So when was that, that you went to Paris? Okay. I guess we've been married for, <laughs> I got to do the math now, it's okay. right? Like, yeah. Seven, seven years. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was almost, almost a decade ago. Yeah. Um, you know, pre-kids, sure. all of that. Yes. So it was just us. It was easy for us to yeah. go do an international trip. Oh, like I that. know. So I keep wondering mm-hmm. to myself, Hmm, when will I attempt to do that? And then with yeah. just everything going on too, you kind of are a little bit more leery, uh, you know, especially with having kids, like, you know, if you want right. to 
go to somewhere. I mean, you don't, you don't want to be ruled by fear, but at the same time, you're kind of like, huh, is that really worth it? Because it already is hard enough to try to leave without kids and go that far without any outside issues happening. So, um, yeah, but I, I I do, people do it. And so I hope to do it, um, you know, in the near future, I just don't know when exactly. So, um, but that's great. Yeah. I haven't been to Paris, so I would really like to hit up that area. And, but I do love more, um, like I really want to go to the places like Croatia and those kind of, yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, Greece, Santorini, all that kind of stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. where I get drawn it. I think because I really love the ocean. I, I think I'm more of a coastal person versus a city person right. of, when on my vacation list, but not to say right. that I wouldn't want to go. It is on my list, but, um, you can only mm-hmm. go to so many places in so much time, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons why we picked Paris for our honeymoon is because we knew we wanted to have kids and we wanted to do something that we probably weren't going to yes. want to do with kids. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, I agree. We could hang out in the city and, yeah. you know, not worry about if we're doing too many things in one day, you know, we could do as much oh. or as little Right. Yes. So the city trip was perfect. It for, is. Yeah. yeah. Like the, like your last big yes. shebang before yeah, you, the know, big you shebang. have kids. <laughs> so it was a big. It was a fun big trip. Yeah, sure. that's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. let's jump into the interview. Um, how about you share with us your name and tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today. I'm Erin Kendall, and I own a business called Fit Mom Go. It's an awesome online fitness tool for moms, um, just to make fitness easy, fun, convenient, um, and all that good stuff and not feel like it's such a huge pressure to live a fit active lifestyle. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, I've been a personal trainer for almost a decade And, uh, prior to that, I had about probably another decade in hospitality. I worked in hotels and hotel management, hotel sales. Um, so this is my, this is my passion project turned career, I guess Mm, you could say. And where where do you live? You want to share with us where you live? Oh yeah. I live in San Diego. So it's easy for (laughs) the city to be a personal trainer. You know, there's a lot of uh, flexibility as far as getting outside with my clients and enjoying the sunshine and, you know, really, um, not having to worry too much about weather restrictions. So oh, yeah. that was another, that was another thing that made it easy for me to get into this mm-hmm. business. Yeah. And how long have you lived in San Diego? I moved to San Diego a week after I graduated high school. Oh, oh wow! Fourteen years. Yeah. So for almost fourteen years. Yeah. I've so it's here. your it's your home now. It is. Yeah. It is my home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I thought maybe after I moved here after high school that you know I thought maybe this would just be like a fun detour and <laughs> I would move somewhere else or move yeah. back to Pennsylvania or something along those lines. But oh my gosh, the longer I stayed, the longer yes. I you know wanted to stay and not go anywhere else and. I think too, since you started when you were younger in regards to being so expensive, it probably just was normal versus like, I think, I think about now, like if you live in a, you know, we live in Nashville, which Nashville is getting more and more expensive, but um, it's definitely not California prices. And so you, when you think about moving as adults with kids and you're thinking about, so I live in this size of a house 
And then Mm -hmm. now you need to evaluate what you're going to get in California. I feel like that's a harder pill to swallow versus if you were there as a teenager, right? And then you're just kind of like, oh, this is just what it is. And your Mm -hmm. expectations have totally changed and you didn't live in something else and then Mm -hmm. have to totally shift and everything. Because I've talked to a lot of people who live in California. um, Mm -hmm. Because there's quite a few people that, um, that have come on the show that live in California. And it is. It's just crazy. Um, the cost of living and it's what do they say it's the sunshine tax <laughs> that's what people have said yeah. so <laughs> it's like yeah it's interesting that you bring up that perspective because I, I guess my perspective is flipped I mean we are so accustomed to not having a lot of yard to maintain yeah. mm-hmm. and not having a lot of house to maintain so when I do think about that you know friends that move away from San Diego and they you know they buy a bigger house they have a bigger yard and more land to care for I'm thinking how are how do you have time to care for yeah. all of that house and all of right. that land and you know that's fascinating so, yeah, yeah it's a it's a different it's definitely like a flipped perspective yeah. like I would rather um you know gather up my family and walk down to the park or hop in sure. the car and go to yeah. the beach or something right. like that you know right. mm-hmm. so it's definitely a different it is it's a different lifestyle it's a and cost. it's a different perspective yeah it's not so for you you're looking at it as a cost of ownership to have the bigger space uh versus mm-hmm. somebody else might be like well i want to be in a bigger space and it's too expensive to live there so yeah right. and and that right. definitely does play a role. So people might be like, how do you afford it? And you're looking at other people going, how do you have time? Right. So it's either time yeah. or money. And so it's, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And it's very interesting, but there's well, trade offs. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into talking about your business. And I know that you have, you and I have talked about that you do a, a lot of things outside, but let's mm-hmm. just start back. Uh, what, what made you decide to become a trainer? So, yeah, so that's a good question. Um, it, like I said, it was my passion project. I was, uh, I was training for half marathons and marathons and, and, uh, actually let me back that up just a little bit. So my sister lived here, she was in the Navy. And, um, when I moved here, I lived with her for a little while and she would take me to the gym. I would, you know, like, follow her around like little sisters do. And I would, uh, I would go with her for runs on the beach and things like that. And so I just kind of was following her around and she just kind of like got me into that groove of, of fitness just can be part of your life. And so, um, mostly what we did was run. And so I thought, well, I'll sign up for, for a half marathon. Then I signed up for a marathon and, um, during that time when I was training for the marathon and the half marathon, I started thinking, you know, what else should I be doing to train for this? Um, what should I be eating? What else should I be doing as far as exercise, that sort of thing. So it really was just like my hobby, my passion. And I was working in hotel management at the time. And when the economy started to tank, um, the hotel industry completely transformed and, uh, people were getting laid off left and right. And it it just turned into this cutthroat environment and became a stressful environment, of course. And so I thought, well, you know, I don't have any kids yet. I don't have many responsibilities. You know, what can I do to make my life a little bit more enjoyable and less stressful? So I quit my job in the hotel industry and I had for fun been taking classes at the local college for exercise science and program design because I wanted to learn how to better train for marathons and and better take care of my body. And so that turned into, 
you know, maybe I could, maybe I could actually take this passion project and turn it into a career. And so I just kind of like jumped in and went for it. I love that. So what would you say has changed for you regarding health and fitness now that you're a mom? That's a good question. So uh, my perspective on it has definitely changed because there are only so many hours in the day that we can dedicate to taking care of ourselves, taking care of our kids, taking care of our family. So it's definitely more of um, me trying to make sure that I do put, you know, I put the time in that I feel is necessary for me to feel good, feel energetic, feel strong, all of that good stuff. But it's definitely not this big hobby anymore that I'm spending, that I'm thinking about all day or that I'm spending on, you know, large chunks of time. Right. So there's more of a balance. I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what would you say, how how has your workouts and stuff like that changed and what do they look like versus the time that you could put into them before you had kids? Mm -hmm. So I don't do nearly as many long runs like the marathons and half marathons. Um, I did do a half marathon earlier this year and that was that was definitely a commitment. You know, I had to make sure that my husband was okay with me spending a little extra time on myself. That means that obviously he has to pick up a little bit of slack, um, on his end. So, you know, every weekend I would go for a long run so I could train for it. Mm. And, you know, it's definitely, you know, I have to ask him for his, you know, for his help and let him know Hey, I'm going to block off this extra time for myself right. that I yep. didn't normally have blocked off before. Yes. So it's more of a commitment now. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and then I would say, def- like, for my general, like, overall fitness routine, it's definitely less time than I'm that I'm spending on my own personal fitness. Uh, before I would do hours hour, hour 15 mm, workouts. Yeah. And so now it's like 30 minutes, make the most of your time, <laughs> yep. make it count. And that's that moving on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I want to ask you because I, I feel like a lot of moms might be thinking, but is 30 minutes enough? What is your thoughts? I think it is. I think it is. And that's because we're already so active taking care of our kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just be sedentary if you're a mom yeah, or a dad. Right, I mean, yeah. I guess you, I suppose you could if you tried really hard, but yeah. <laughs> but generally speaking, you know, you want to be up playing with your kids. You want to take them to the park. You want to go on adventures with them. So you're not sitting around. You're right. already active, quote now, unquote active. Right. Okay. So then you have the um, moms that are working out of the house, right? So maybe they are sitting all day long. Would you say that a half hour is still good enough? Or do you feel like they may need to add a little bit more? I think it is still good enough because let's say that, you know, a mom who works full time or a dad who works full time, you know, 40 hours a week, you still have those two days off and you still have the morning and the evening that you're taking care of your kids and running after them. So you're still you're still active. Even if you do work full time, you're still moving around, you know, playing with them and going on adventures with them. So I think it's still okay. Um, and I, and I, and my baseline is 30 minutes, three times a week. Mm, Okay. That's, That's doable. It's so, so, so doable. Yeah. Because if you think about it, 
like, okay, let's say you work full time and you want to start a fitness routine, but my gosh, like an hour long workout, that is a lot of time. That is a huge chunk of your day Right. when you have to go to work and you only have an hour with your kids in the morning and you only have two or three hours in your kids with in the evening with your kids. So the, the way to make it manageable, is it just turn it into more of like a bite size piece? And do it either early in the morning or, you know, right after the kids go to bed or on your lunch break. So that's another option too. So if you think about it, like, okay, I've only, I only have to put in 30 good, 30 really good minutes. It's just, it's so much more manageable. Yeah, no, I like that. And this leads me back to you getting back in shape after having a baby. I know that a lot of moms are struggling with getting back into shape Mm -hmm. and, you know, you see Hollywood and it just seems like they appear back in shape. I mean, you think about Kim Kardashian, she does hide for a while. Like she doesn't come out right, right when she has a baby right. because she doesn't want to be <laughs> yeah. like hit up by the paparazzi and people being, yeah. you know, judging her, which I totally get. But right. even that she still comes back even within a few months looking really good. And I feel like that puts so much pressure onto the everyday mom to, mm-hmm. to somehow look like that miraculously. And so mm-hmm. I would love to know as a trainer, um, knowing what to do and all that, how long would you say it took you to feel like you got your body back or, or I don't even know if you got your body back from what it used to be or, but where you felt like, okay, this is, (laughs) this is good. This is a good place. (laughs) No, no. I like this question because it's actually not very easy to answer. It's a little bit complicated. And I I think that people need to realize that, that it's not an easy answer and it is complicated and everybody is different and everybody is unique and priorities change after you have a baby. And that's okay. If your priority is no longer to fit into a bikini at the summertime, that's okay. That does not need to be your priority. Um, but let me answer your question. Um, I, I, I gave myself a good nine months to feel good again mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. where I was in, in my fitness realm of things. So I definitely didn't bounce back in two months or, you know, get my body back in two months or what have you. But I definitely was still with my first, especially I was blindsided by, uh, the lack of sleep and the amount of time it took to care for, um, a, a, oh, a growing yes. baby, mm-hmm. you know? So yep. I wasn't able to do as much physical activity as I had wanted to do. I thought, well, I'll just take the baby with me wherever I want to go. Like babies are so mobile, mm-hmm. you know, you just put yeah. them in the stroller and you go for a run right. or, you know, whatever it is. Like, I just thought that I could continue my previous life including my previous fitness routine. And it's just, that's just not, that's just not realistic. So I was blindsided and I just, I kept trying to fit all of this stuff in that I did before and it wasn't happening. So I would say it probably took me about nine months to feel like my old self again, as far as being able to, um, like fit into my old clothes and, feel that, you know, that same sense of, uh, energy. So, you know, in the beginning, the baby's not sleeping. You, you would rather take a nap than than exercise Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, so yeah, that definitely like, you know, for me personally, it was about nine months, but I think that that's 
different for everybody. And I think that you don't even have to necessarily worry about getting into your old genes and feeling like your old self again. Um, This whole idea of getting your body back is kind of a lot of pressure, right? I mean, it's not necessary to be quote unquote, your old self again. Um, you, you might want to feel like your old self again. You might want to feel energetic and feel strong and feel good and be all of those things. But definitely, I mean, having a goal of wearing your old jeans again or wearing, you know, having that same dress size is not necessary. It's yeah. just not necessary. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, for sure. And I do, I do like that it, it took you nine months because I think, you know, especially if you add in breastfeeding and stuff, I feel like that really, you know, you have, you have on one hand, some people are like, oh, the weight just melted off breastfeeding. And then you have right. other people where I fall into this camp. It doesn't, I feel like my body hangs no. on because it's like, yeah, oh no, we're making the milk. It's, we got to keep a child alive. And so it's like, right. we are not letting go of any right. extra fat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It goes either way for people. Yeah. It really does. Some yeah. people definitely, I mean, they start, the weight starts shedding off after mm-hmm. they have a baby. Yeah. And some some people's bodies hold on to it oh, because yeah. they do have to produce mm-hmm. and they need those calories yes. and they need that, you know, yeah. that, like buffer to make sure. Cause I mean, then there, then you have the, the, um, the other extreme as far as like the breast milk goes where some, some moms start to dry up and they're not yep. producing enough milk. Right. And is it because they're not getting enough sleep? Is it because they're not or eating, eating enough? enough? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drinking enough, that sort of thing. So, exactly. Yeah. Everybody is so unique. So definitely I I like to make sure that, um, all of, all of the ladies that I touch and work with know that there, there is no pressure. There is no pressure to be a certain size or get back to the size you were. It's all about just feeling energetic and feeling strong because then what starts to happen is as you're taking care of this baby, your back starts hurting, your hips start hurting, Mm -hmm your shoulders start hurting, like all of these like aches yeah. and pains start to creep up because of the way that you're moving your body that you didn't move your body before you had a baby yes. and all the physical demands right. of taking care of a child start to creep up in different oh, yeah. ways. Right. Well, and that kind of leads me into, um, exercises and, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, diastasis and also the, you know, the mom pooch. I realize not everybody has it, but what I realized with women even if they look really good, they themselves will still say they have a mom pooch, even even though someone else looking at them would be like, wow, no, you look really good. Right. But, but compared to what they were used to, um, they feel like they have the pooch. So obviously some like pooches below the belly button is what I'm referring to are yeah. bigger than others. And so I know you can't spot reduce, but I would love to hear what your thoughts are on and we'll jump into the food element after this. Mm-hmm. So, so we just know that the food obviously plays a huge role, but for exercise alone, what is something that stands out to you for helping get that flatter? Now I'll say that I know that if people have diastasis, people say, or doctors say, don't do ab exercises. So can you kind of help us out with, with these scenarios? And, you know, if moms come to you with these issues, what do you usually tell them uh, to do? So first and foremost, I always make the point that you have to start right now by being okay with yourself right now for who you are and loving yourself and your body as it is right now, however it is. Because as soon as, as soon as a mom starts to feel like 
they don't, they're not good enough or they don't, they don't look as good as they want to. And they start feeling bad about themselves. Then that starts putting stress, stress and pressure Mm. on themselves that is damaging and actually is going to prevent them from moving forward and becoming more fit. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's this, it's, it's, it's this mental game that, that a lot of women play with them. And I did it too. When I was like, before I had kids after high school, when I was starting to exercise and I started to pay more attention to my body, it's like, well, I'm exercising. I want the, I want to look, look like I'm exercising. I want to look different. Um, and so then starts the damaging, um, activities of becoming like obsessed with calories and obsessed with crunches and obsessed with the amount of time you spend exercising. And so then you put all of this time and energy into it and you're not getting the exact specific results that you expect that you want. And then you don't feel like doing it anymore. And that's where a lot of people start to run out of steam is because they had these big expectations and they're not coming to fruition. And so they run out of steam and they don't want to do it anymore. And they don't like themselves more (laughs) than they didn't like themselves to begin with. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so first it's important to just be okay with who you are, you know, how you look right now so that you can not put so much pressure on yourself as you move forward. So once we kind of get into that headspace, then it's important to start setting realistic, small goals, like three 30 minute workouts a week. And, um, I like to focus more on strength training in those three 30 minute segments. So there's, you know, the age old question debate cardio versus weightlifting, you know, what's going to get you more results faster kind of thing. And while the ultimate question, uh, the ultimate answer rather is both. I think starting with strength training is the most important thing for moms. And that's what I do with, with all of my clients is we do strength training. We sprinkle in some cardio workouts to get your heart rate up so that your your heart health is getting a benefit as well. But building lean muscle is going to help you burn more calories throughout the day. Uh, so if you want to get technical, uh, the strength training is the best place to start. So either body weight stuff or actually lifting hand weights, um, either one is fine. They're both, they're both uh, going to give you really good results. So as soon as you start building that lean muscle mass, you're going to start seeing a little bit of definition in your body. And that's going to start making you feel really good about, you know, getting something in return for putting out all of that energy and hard work. And then, um, and then you're going to start feeling stronger. And as a mom, all of those physical mom demands are going to be, start becoming a little bit easier. And so you're starting to feel more confident and more strong. Does that make sense? And it just kind of like snowballs from there. Yeah. And so just going back to more the, the actual pooch part, um, the pooch part. Okay. Yes. (laughs) What is your, what is, and I know, I know weight resistant training is what you need to do, but I, I'm just wondering if, if people are kind of like, all right, I want to be in a bathing suit and it doesn't even have to be a bikini or Mm -hmm. they want to be in yoga pants and not have that pooch, right. That I'm talking about that. It comes out a little bit. Um, what is the best way to start working on that specifically? Um, and we can talk about your the other stuff that you're saying generally that people should do. But what is what is what will really kind of help start bringing that down 
to give okay. to give moms <laughs> hope that it, they're not going to be stuck I, with this yeah. for the rest of their lives. I don't know if you're going to like my answer. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, hey, it's this is I, all about being honest here. So go ahead. It's basically what I what I just said. So it you can't tar- like you said like you can't really you can't specifically target yeah. Uh, one body part or section. So it will start going down is what you're saying as yes. you do everything. Okay. Time is going to be your best friend here. Okay. Giving That's yourself time and patience and just following that healthy routine of like sprinkling in through 30 minute workouts throughout the week. Um, start building that confidence so that you start putting good things in your body eating healthy foods, feeling right. stronger, you know, it's, it's building that snowball effect to yeah. want, like seeing right. a little bit of results, you know, here and there. And then as time goes on, yes, as time goes on, you will start to lose the, you know, those, tar- those target sure. areas like yeah. the pooch. And then yep. sometimes people feel, um, self-conscious about, um, under their arms, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. or their thighs. So those are like the typical places that, that people want to lose from. And there's, there's no one exercise that's going to target that area. I mean, you can do as many crunches as you can do crunches, and, you know, all night, <laughs> yeah. you know, all day yeah. and all night, right. but crunches are not going to get rid of your pooch. Now with, if people have diastasis, um, have you ever worked with people that have diastasis and do you have yeah. any thoughts on like so, what they need to do slightly different? Yeah. So no crunches. Crunches are definitely a huge, big no-no. Crunches will make it worse. So the diastasis recti is a separation in the abdominal muscles that run um, uh, vertical. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to focus on exercising the transverse abdominus. And that is the muscle that runs horizontal the entire way around your core, like a corset. So think of a corset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just forget about the muscle that has the the separation. We're going to instead focus on the transverse abdominus. And that's what you should be working on anyways, actually. Um, Crunches can be great, but they're not necessary to get a strong core. So So what would you say is your number one thing if it's not crunches? To build planks up your core. are so oh, good. Yeah. Planks mm-hmm. are so good for that. So, and it's, it's not just about getting in a plank position and holding sure. it. Yeah. It's also, you have to like think about pulling your belly button in. So let's say you're getting into a plank on your elbows or your hands. Either one is fine. Uh, you have to, you have to consciously think about pulling your belly button in and that the, the combination of those two things being in the plank, pulling your belly button in is going to activate that corset like muscle that goes around your core. And that's going to start bringing everything in a little bit tighter and stronger. Yeah. Uh, another good one that I like to do that I, I sprinkle in all of my exercises is doing exercises on one foot. So let's say you're going to do bicep curls. You would stand on one foot to do your bicep curls. And that is going to automatically engage that mm. corset like muscle yeah. so that you don't fall over. Because if you don't right. use your core, when you're standing on one leg, you're going to fall over. So it's like by default, yeah. you know, yeah. you're using that muscle. So I no, do I like that it. all the time. Yeah, I love that. Well, let's mm-hmm. jump into food because I know how food plays such an important role mm-hmm. um, with how we look and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted you to share a little bit of your background because we had talked off um, error that before you did really track everything. And and then I mm-hmm. asked you about, uh, do you track your food now? And you're kind of like, well, no, I just eat when I'm hungry. Now, as logic, logically sound that 
that is for, you know, people, <laughs> they think that's like, yeah, that sounds normal. Duh. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's a lot harder for most people. It is. So if you can kind of explain to us a little bit, give us a little bit of your background to explain what you were doing before and then, and how it got you to where you are today with, with eating, that'd be great. Okay. So, so yes, when I started running and training for half marathons and marathons, I was counting calories and I had an app on my phone. I would keep a journal. Um, I would then go and like Google every single food I ate to see what the calorie count was for it. I would measure it. And it was just, it was taking over and it became so stressful And when I was putting so much time and energy into counting calories, I had big expectations for uh, weight loss Mm -hmm. and results and it wasn't happening. And so it, it, it just, it didn't work for me. It, it became more of a stress factor for me than anything else. And so I just, I took a class. That's what I did. I took a class on nutrition And, um, I realized that it's so much more important to have a well-rounded diet than to count calories. So if you're eating foods that are going to provide your body nutrition versus calories, so it's all in the perspective and the way you look at it. So if you look at food as nutrition versus calories, it's going to take you a lot further. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, like you're saying, example, you're saying mm-hmm. eating a cookie versus eating a carrot. You know what I mean? Is that what right. you mean? Yeah. yeah, that's like an extreme example. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. But yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So when you're when you're thinking about what you're going to eat, just think about is this providing me nutrition? And it's usually pretty easy to answer that question. I mean, I know sure. most people, yeah. you know, most people, you know, can understand that the Doritos difference between, are not nutritional. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doritos did not come <laughs> from the ground. They were not grown on a tree. Like yeah. they, yeah, they were a processed food. So, I mean, I, I feel like everybody's a little bit different mm-hmm. and, um, you know, maybe somebody more analytical, you know, gets a little bit further with, Things like counting calories, yeah. counting macros, counting right. the specific nutrients that they're that they're taking in. Sure. Um, but for myself, I I I prefer to think of things like, um, yeah, it, what is this food going to do for me? Is it going to bring me nutrition? Is it going to yeah. help my body feel better, or yeah. is it going to help? Is it going to make my body feel worse and bring my energy tired. levels down? Right. Right. And I do think I will say, you were saying about the analytical, I I will say, and I love doing this, I bring on different people. And I do love listening to what they all do. And they're different a lot, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and and I feel like people have to find what works for them. uh, Because some people feel like they have to be able to track either their macros or their calories, or it's just going to go out the window and they're mm-hmm. going to be 10 pounds up. Some people yeah. are so stressed out at the thought of even pulling out my fitness pal. I mean, they're just like, I mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Like, yeah. I just want to eat <laughs> whatever. And so yeah. you do got to find whatever works for your personality. Yeah, and, it's and true. Yeah. And so I agree. So how about we do this? Why don't you give us um, a day of maybe what from what you eat from when you wake up until um, the last thing that you eat at night? And I also want you to add in 
what does it look like when you are splurging? And so that doesn't have to be within that one day, but I, but I, I really want to give people an idea because I think what happens is everyone goes all or nothing and then they just yeah. chuck it out the window because then they're like, well, uh-huh. what am I going to do when I go out with my girlfriends or go out with my husband? Am I just going to eat asparagus? And so, you know, um, <laughs> I, I think it's always good to ask people who are really fit what they're doing to kind of get an idea and a gauge of what that looks like in real life. Okay. <laughs> this is good. This is like it, the truth. Yeah. This is the awesome. truth hour. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you know what? Honestly though, listen, if, if you, if, if you walk away listening to this and you think somebody is just eating grilled chicken and steamed <laughs> asparagus and they're going out with their husband and drinking water, I feel yeah. like that's going to make everybody walk away going, this is pointless. <laughs> like I want to live a life. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Let's live a little. For yeah. Sure. Let's so I want to take somebody who's fit and, and yeah. I want to hear what their real response is. Cause I mean, you could ask a person who's overweight what they're eating. Well, of course you're like, yeah, well, duh. I mean, this is why you're having a hard time, but it's another thing when you have a fit person who is really taking care of themselves and you see them splurge mm-hmm. a little bit. And they're still staying on track and not saying, well, forget this. Yeah. So why don't you share with okay. us? Okay. So I guess I will start with uh, my daily food intake, which is kind of funny. I'm like, hmm, what did I eat yesterday? Um, so I, I've, I've definitely tried some different strategies and tactics. And right now I'm doing meal prepping, which is helping mm-hmm. huge. Yes. So every Sunday, um, if everything goes, if everything oh my goes as planned, I know, right? <laughs> every Sunday, I spend like two hours. I'm doing Sam Rogers eating clean, cooking dirty meal oh, what plan. Is that? Okay, wait, hold up. So explain what is that? Is that a program? So it's a pro. Yeah, it's a program. So every week, I get, um, I get uh, a menu for the week. So it's dinners, lunches, breakfast, oh. and it lays out all the directions. And it's kind of like a circus. I have like three mixing bowls, two pots, <laughs> you know, four cookie yeah. sheets and yeah. like all of these things going on all at the same time. But at the end of the two hours, you have your fridge is full of containers of healthy food that you made. Ooh, and so okay. it's super what's, great. It's, what's it's the a really name good again? Invest- Yeah, I'm It's sorry. called Eating Clean, Cooking Dirty. Eating Clean, Cooking Dirty. And what's the name of the person? You said Roger. Sam Rogers. Sam Rogers. So Sam Rogers. Yeah. So she comes up with all of these menus. And mm. um, yeah, so every, you, get, you get the shopping list. You get the ingredient list. Nice. You get the prep day list. And yeah. then you get the day of list. And so, how much is that? How, how, how much does that cost? I believe it's $13 a month. Oh, perfect. I mean, that yeah. takes a lot of uh, thinking and all that mental it takes so processing much pressure off out. of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like even me, the, you know, quote unquote fit person <laughs> every day at dinner time is like, oh crap, what am I going to make? Yeah. Today? I'm like, like, oh, I got ah, it. Yeah. Pasta, buttered noodles. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm so, you know, I am yeah. so guilty of yeah. feeding my family buttered noodles. Sure. I will admit that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I'm prefacing my daily food intake with that because I am trying now harder than I did before. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes effort. Yes. So, um, so this week we have these sweet potato, chicken, and egg muffins. So um, Ooh, every yeah. morning I have like um, it, it's it's not it's not a bread muffin. It's it's an egg muffin. So right. sweet yep. potato, chicken, mm-hmm. egg, protein muffin, exactly. And then for lunch, um, it's like a salad with a meatball, uh, a turkey meatball, 
And then usually for snack, I'll have cheese and crackers, maybe an apple, but I'm a huge cheese and cracker fan. So mm-hmm. I know that about myself. So, so for you have to lunch, watch it, right? I have salad. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's a trade-off. So, yeah. so for lunch, I'll have a salad because I know in the afternoon, all I want is cheese and crackers. Oh, so I see. Yep. cheese and crackers in the afternoon. Right. So I'm prepared to devour my cheese and crackers because I had a salad for lunch. So I don't feel bad about that. And then for dinner, um, it's pretty meat and veg- veggie heavy. So it's definitely the focus is on the meat and the veggie. And then usually there's like a little bit of rice or pasta on the side. Oh, cool. But, yeah. But yeah, it takes a little planning. It takes a little effort. But it's, you know, if you give yourself the time and space to do that, then you're prepared for the week with healthy meals for yourself and for your family. Yeah. Um, and then after the kids go to bed, I want a treat. I yeah. am going to have a treat of some kind. It might be healthy. It might not be healthy. Uh, yesterday, my son and I made chocolate chip cookies. So I had a few chocolate chip cookies last night and a bowl of cereal. Mm. And um, some nights it's some nights it's a beer. Okay. And I like know, that. it's just like, it, you know, it's, a tr- it's, you know, some, it's something, something yeah. in the evening after the kids go to bed. Well, and, and that's what down. I'm saying. I like, I, I, I said that I like that. I, I don't, I don't drink beer, but I like that. Um, you're being honest and saying that because I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people are like, okay, so I'm just not going to drink or eat anything, you know, except right. for sparkling yeah. water. And so, right. um, so how many times would you say, if you're being completely honest, um, that you have an alcoholic beverage in a week? I would say probably five out of seven nights, I'm having a beer or a glass of wine. I'm, I, I can hear all the people doing hooray, yeah. even though I can't hear them. Yeah. Um, well, no, because I, I do I, think that, I, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I, I like beer and wine. And, um, it was kind of a fun thing for, for myself and my husband before we had kids and sure. probably before we were even married, like going wine tasting and, you know, learning the flavors and, and, and in San Diego, it's a huge beer town. So there's oh. tons of microbreweries oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's, there's just tons of really delicious beer. So it really is a treat. It's not like I'm sitting down having like a Coors. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. Like it's a, hmm, like let's, you know, this You're is like a thoughtful a high level quality. evening. Yeah. 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 It's like a thoughtful evening, but like you go to the store and yeah. you, you know, browse the, it's like a fun yes. adult thing to yes. do. So yes. no, I, I understand. Like to enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely like a good five out of seven nights. I have like, yeah, I have a beer or wine. So you're not, so are so you're probably not drinking the wine and beer uh, the same day that you're eating cookies. Maybe. Maybe. I think I did both last night. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, that's good to know. So, um, I think that's good for people to understand like, okay, if you do it, just don't, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater the next day thinking, you know what I had alcohol and I had sugary carbs, you know, just to kind of, right. you know, eat, eat good <laughs> <laughs> you, which, which part have you knew her before? The baby part? The baby, yeah, with oh. the bathwater. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's so one. old. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but I do think people kind of, are, it's like that all or nothing, or they feel like they totally uh-huh. screwed up. And so, yeah. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? Um, I, you know, the, uh, the guest that I had that her show aired this past week, um, she 
um, was talking about how she works. So she does track macros and she works donuts mm-hmm. and Halo Top and all that stuff in there. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, so you're not doing it tracking, but you probably know your food well enough to kind of know. Yeah, I can add that. This is where I was trying to say for everyone else, if mm-hmm. they're not familiar with that and don't really understand the carbs, you know, counting and all that, they might want to do that a little bit to kind of get a gauge because sure. it's easy to eat way more carbs than you even think you're eating. If you're not familiar with that at all. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, definitely. And I think the best thing to do is if you, is if counting calories, counting macros sounds stressful and awful to you. <laughs> um, the best rule of thumb is the 80, 20 rule. So yeah. Just making sure that, you know, 80% of the time you're putting good nutritious food into your body and the rest of the time do whatever you want. It's fine. It's totally fine. Like I said, I, um, I like my cheese and cracker snack, which is not necessarily the most like energy providing foods. So I'll have a salad for lunch. Like I love salad. So that's not, that's not hard for me to do. So find things that are easy for you to, um, you know, give and take on and just make sure that 80% of the time you're giving yourself, you know, good, healthy, energy, nutritious food. Yeah. Well, so Aaron, we're almost at the end of the show. And I just want to ask you, um, what is some advice that you would give to us moms on Mm -hmm. how to stay motivated, especially when you kind of are in a slump or maybe things have changed? So, you know, you think about maybe summer break, kids are out of school, everything's all jacked up. You know, it's like the schedule is not normal. And so it's easy to maybe go grab food when normally you wouldn't be grabbing food out. And so what would you recommend to getting back into a routine and keeping yourself motivated um, when it's no longer fun? You know, there's no Mm -hmm. excitement to it. And you're just kind of like, okay, I got to keep plugging away. What's your thoughts? What keeps you motivated? Okay, that's a good question. So this goes back to the beginning of my, um, the time that I have with my clients. So when I bring somebody into one of my programs or I have a personal training client, I go through this workbook with them, which I'm, I'm happy to share with you and the listeners. And it's a workbook that I've designed based on my like almost 10 years of doing this. And you have to know in advance that you are going to fall off the wagon And be okay with that and not feel guilty about it. So knowing that things come up in life, like your kid gets sick, you go on vacation, your schedule changes because summer's approaching or you're going back to school. You know, there's so many things in life that come up when you're raising a family that throw you off course. And once you've gotten past that first step of not feeling guilty about it and wanting to throw in the towel, then you can start bringing ways to get yourself motivated again. And it can be anything from um, signing up for a new class, trying a new um, trying a new class at the gym, trying a different type of exercise, um, finding a workout buddy, getting a personal trainer. So all of these things should be thought of before you kind of fall off the wagon or before your schedule changes. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was going to ask you, how do you approach vacations, like going on trips? I do what you want. Honestly, your vacations and your trips are time for you to unwind, you know, disconnect if you want to or not. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so do what you want. You know, if you feel the urge to exercise, 
do it. If you don't, then don't, it's fine. I usually take my stuff with me. I'll take my, you know, my sneakers and my, I'll take, um, you know, one or two workout outfits, depending on how long I'm gone for, of course. And what about, what about your food? Like how on point do you stay with your food? You know, I, I like to eat nutritious food at least 80% of the time because I feel better. Like I want my, yeah, I want to like my digestion to work well and I want to feel energetic. And so, so for me, I know that I don't feel my best when I'm not eating well. So it's not worth it for me to eat, you know, you know, for a whole vacation to not eat well. Yes. You know, yeah, I agree. So it's kind of like, People, I think, I think it's good to just think about like, even if you can just do one meal a day, that's nutritious and let go of the other, if you don't really want to be so meticulous about that. So Mm -hmm. no, I I do love that. Well, as we wrap up, Erin, where can people find you on social media and uh, your website? Yeah. So my website is fitmomgo.com, Instagram.com slash fitmomgo, Facebook.com slash fitmomgo. And, uh, YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel. Um, you can search for my name, Erin Kendall, and you can find, um, workouts there and tips and different things to help you along your journey. Yeah. Do you want to spell your name for everyone so they can find you? Sure. Sure. It's Erin, E-R-I-N, Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Perfect. Well, Erin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I hope that I, um, kind of relieved the pressure for some people who felt the pressure to be a certain fitness level and just have fun with it. And there you have it. Hey, you guys, if you haven't subscribed to the email list yet, go ahead and do that. You can go to mominspiredshow.com. You will see a subscribe box. All you have to do is enter in your email address and that way you will get new episodes delivered right to your inbox. All right. Thank you as always for listening to the Mom Inspired Show. See you next week.